blessing us, for being good to us. And Father, we thank you that it is your will for us to be well and to be whole and to be healed. And Father, we thank you that we can stay uh, the healed of God and stay in divine health all the days of our lives. And we thank you for that. We give you the praise and the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, and so, um, uh, let, let's, uh, let's open up our books to the book of uh, Ezekiel. Um, and um, let's see, all the way back in Ezekiel. So we're, we're in chapter 5. And uh, actually, I think we're going to finish up chapter 5 here for too long. So, so over in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. All the way back to the end of Ezekiel there, uh, chapter 48 there. Uh, and so in Ezekiel, well, we've got to get there eventually, don't we? All right, so Ezekiel uh, 48, um, um, it says in verse 35 that, it was around about 18,000 measures, and the name of that city from that day shall be, the Lord is there. So, uh, let's just talk about the, the gates of, of the city of the Lord here, and uh, that the, uh, uh, the Lord is there. And so that's one of the, Je the names of Jehovah, uh, that the Lord is present, right? Uh, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. And, um, uh, you know, any time that... Uh, uh, you're wondering, you know, where is the Lord? Well, the Lord is always there because that's who he is, right? He's, he's Jehovah Shammah. Uh, the Lord is present. Uh, and so, uh, so it's just good to remind ourselves that uh, uh, the Lord is ever present with us. Amen. And uh, no matter what we do, uh, that he'll always take care of uh, everything that uh, we need in our lives. Amen. Uh, and we're never alone. And, um, you know, there was a story when... Uh, the, some of the disciples of Jesus had left and, and um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times people will leave you with the intent of harming you, right? They'll leave you, they'll leave, uh, quit being your friend, um, uh, quit talking to you and associate with you because their desire is to, you know, pressure you into being their friend or to, to compromise or whatever it is. And, uh, and the Lord said, you know, I'm never alone because the Father is always with me. Uh, and, you know, that verse has brought a lot of comfort to me because, you know, I have experienced that. I'm sure you've experienced that where people will leave you uh, if you don't conform to their desires. Right. If you don't do what they think you should do, then I'll just leave you and and uh, really to punish you or to force your hand to become uh, compliant with whatever their desires are. Uh, and I remind myself what Jesus said, you know, I'm never alone. The Lord is always with me. Amen. The Lord is present. The Lord is there. Uh, and so uh, that makes it easy. So, you know, that way you're not uh, you're, you're not uh, easily uh, manipulated by other people. Right uh, now, good people don't do that, but some people do things like that. Right. Uh, and so. Uh, so, there, you know, there, there's. Uh, um, uh, uh, and I think that's about the end of that chapter there. Right. Uh, she does talk a little bit about the tree, you know, in the Old Testament, one of the times that. The Lord used a tree. He cast a tree into the water uh, to cure the waters. And, you know, that tree there represents the cross in the New Testament, right? That um, the, the tree that was there, it was a, a tree of, uh, in the midst of bitterness, but it was there to bring healing uh, to both our physical bodies and to our spirits. 
in a sense that we were not born again and needed to be born again. So, um, so is the Lord always present with you? He is always present with you. Amen. Uh, and that really is the end of chapter 5 there. So she mostly had gone through the, uh, the seven um, covenant names of the Lord and um, uh, you know what they meant and, and how if they were that way in the Old Testament, they're still that way in the New Testament because none of those things, uh, we have not been redeemed from any of the things that the, that the Jehovah names of God represent to us today, right? So if, if one of the Jehovah names of God is he is present, then is he still present with us today? You know, he is. So, so those are the things that um, um, uh, they, they still carry over into the New Testament. Amen. Uh, and so I think there's just a few questions for this particular chapter there. Uh, at the beginning of the chapter, remember when we talked about how the nation of Israel borrowed the gold and the silver from uh, Egypt as they went out of Egypt into the wilderness, crossing the Red Sea. Uh, and we talked about how the word borrow there uh, can also be translated as what? Ask or demand, right? Because they didn't really borrow in the sense of I'm intending to return it. Uh, that, that Hebrew word for borrow means to ask or demand. And really it was asking or demanding for payment for the services rendered for the 430 years of slavery that they were under, right? Uh, and so uh, so they, they cut that and they walked out the door, right? Uh, and so, uh, and then question number two is, what is the redemptive name of God? It's Jehovah, right? Uh, and so then he would add to that uh, some other description about that to give us some insight specifically about what part of Jehovah that he wanted us to, re to be reminded about Jehovah Rapha for healing, right? Jehovah Shammah for presence, Shalom for peace, and so on, right? Uh, and then, um, what did Moses cast into the bitter waters to make them sweet? A tree, right? Uh, and so, uh, that represents the cross of the Lord Jesus, right, in the New Testament. Of course, that was the answer to question number four, right? What does a tree represent for us in the New Testament? It, uh, so, what does it represent? <laughs> the cross, right? Uh, there you go. So, um, that should tell you then that uh, if the cross uh, or the tree in the Old Testament cast into the bitter waters resulted in the bitter waters becoming sweet, uh, then what's our problem in the New Testament, right? Uh, if we, if we uh, accept the cross of the Lord, it seems like we should become sweet too, right? Uh, there's a few Christians who probably need to get some uh, revelation about that, huh? So, uh, so we are ready to start chapter 6. In chapter 6, uh, she calls it the praise cure. And... Um, uh, you know, I, like all like all the things that she discusses, I think this is a good chapter there, uh, because as we get into it, we'll, we'll find out why that's valuable. Uh, but she started out talking about uh, how uh, some of her wealthy friends would endure some of the, the most difficult uh, things uh, in traveling uh, and such. Of course, you know, this is talking about back in the early 1900s when traveling was not, you know, you get on an airplane, a jet airplane, it's traveling at 550 miles an hour in a few hours you're on the other side of the earth you know the, the, these uh, trips were often long and laborious uh, but they would do these things to uh, travel in cold weather and over difficult terrain uh, in order to get cured of something uh, and really only rich people could do that because of the difficulty in some of these travels and so she was just talking about how people would do that and then uh, she also talks about some other cures that people came up with right the great cure was one of them i thought was pretty good 
the barefoot cure, right? Got to walk around barefoot um, all the time. The mud cure. I mean, um, you know, I haven't heard about that one recently, but that may be something we need to pull back out and uh, get on the circuit, you know, sell, sell special mud from Israel or something and, uh, you know, make a lot of money, right? Uh, but, um, you know, as long as there's people, there's going to be some miracle cure, right? Other than Lord Jesus. It'll be some, hey, take this one thing and, and um, uh, it'll cure everything, right? Uh, you know, uh, still my favorite is that one I heard on the radio, you know, that one that, that improves brain function, right? We don't even know what that means, right? Uh, because you can say whatever you're into. And every now and then, you know, the FDA would be like, look, I mean, come on. You're, you're saying things that you're not backing up at all with any science. You're just like, hey, this cures all these things. And um, that's just like the guy on the street corner with the snake oil, right? Does all these things. And, and, uh, and then you look into it. It's got just sugar and caffeine. It doesn't really have anything else in it at all. And, um, you know, you do whatever works for you. None of my business. But I always caution you, be careful, right? Because people will sell you anything uh, to to imply that this thing will make you better, right? The only thing I know that's guaranteed to make you better is the Word of God, amen? Uh, and, um, uh, and I always love it when they say, well, I've done my research, and, you know, the doctors are all wrong, and my research based upon Facebook and Google uh, says that this new thing is way better than anything doctors can do. Uh, and uh, well, how many years of research do they have to back that up, right? Well, they don't have any years of research, but... All my friends have taken it, and it really works good for them, right? Uh, just be careful about those things, because uh, if there are people breathing, somebody's out to, to scam other people, right? Uh, and so, so uh, but she said there's a greater cure than all of those things that's so even much more expensive than that. And so she reads uh, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. She says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed, with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the traditions of your father, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So there was a cure that was, that was uh, bought for us that was paid for. You know, some of these uh, medicines that uh, companies develop, they'll spend a billion dollars on this medication, right? They'll, they have to do all the FDA process. They have to do all this research. Then they have to do all these large studies and, and analyze everything, watch people over long periods of time before the FDA will approve of these things. Uh, and they'll spend, you know, a bunch of money. And that's why many times they'll charge you, you know, a boatload of money for one pill that it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't cost them a dollar to make the pill, but you got to know what to put in that pill, right? And so the, the knowledge of what it takes to put in that pill is what they're charging you for, right? Not the actual uh, amount of material in that pill. Uh, I think it's like, was it hepatitis C? I think they can cure hepatitis C right now, but I think the pill, like each pill is like $12,000 or some, some crazy amount. But if you take like a dozen of these pills, you can be cured of this hepatitis, right? I mean, it's an amazing, uh, amazing uh, cure. But, you know, one pill, there's not $12,000 worth of material in that, in that pill, right? Uh, and so well, how do they decide what to charge it? They just take a dart, throw it at the, you know, throw it at the wall there. And, and, uh, and you know, they figure out, hey, if, if we charge this much money we can get paid back so much and i'm not saying it's neither here nor there whether they should do that or shouldn't do that it's just how they do it right uh and so uh and sometimes these cures are are prohibitively expensive right beyond uh our ability as people to pay for them and so that's uh so then you typically have to have insurance to do that or get somebody else to pay for it uh but there's a cure that costs way more than all of those and that's the blood of the lord jesus right uh his his precious blood and so she also talks about what she calls the praise cure. And so let's go back to uh, the book of Psalms 
and read. Um, and it's like anything, you know. Um, uh, I remember there was a, a fellow who came out with a book uh, about praise back in the 80s. And something about praise, uh, uh, praise mountain, something like that. Um, and, you know, he had gotten the revelation of praising God in all circumstances, right? And we should praise God in all circumstances, right? Uh, rejoice evermore, right? And again, I say rejoice. Um, but he kind of took it then to the next level. And, he, I, you know, of course, I didn't know anything back then. Uh, you know, I've learned a couple of things since then. But he crossed the line where he said you should thank God for everything, right? The Bible says thank God in everything. But he was saying you should thank God for everything. So thank God for cancer. Thank God for the car accident. Thank God. And it was really misplaced, right? Because, um, you know, uh, praising is good. Amen. Praising is something that we ought to do. And, and being able to praise God is really uh, one of the highest forms of faith because uh, in the midst of all your troubles, you still have the ability to thank God that he's your deliverer. So you can only really do that by faith, right? Because so many times the events of life consume us and the thoughts of these things are consuming us and we can't think of anything other than that. So to be able to step aside out of the midst of those things and to worship God and thank him that he's your deliverer and savior and protector and redeemer and healer, that's really an, an attitude of faith to be able to do that. Uh, and that's really why being able to praise God with a sincere heart is good for your faith, right? Because... Uh, you know those things ha are still there, right? They're still going on. You're still dealing with them. But in the midst of all those things, you choose to lift up your hands uh, and to thank God. Uh, and so uh, here in Psalm, of course, there's a bunch of Psalms that you can read. Um, but here in Psalm 100, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. You know, that's really always a good way to come to the Lord, right? Uh, a lot of times we come to the Lord with grumbling. Uh, but he says, come to the Lord uh, in before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Uh, and so that, I think the beginning of that verse there, know ye that the Lord, he is God. Uh, and if you can remind yourself that he's God, your problems are not God. Your sickness and disease is not God. Your doctors are not God. Surgery is not God. Nothing else is God except for him, he himself, right? Uh, and then he says, in verse 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Uh, and so are all of those statements true? All of those statements are true, right? So, so it's good for us to, to sing uh, songs of praise and worship to the Lord. Amen. And, and she tells a story of this one woman who had uh, chicken pox and she was having a hard time or smallpox, I guess she had a hard time overcoming it. And, you know, of course, uh, back in the day, you know, smallpox would kill you. Right. Uh, uh, and um, uh, plenty of people died from smallpox. And then, of course, uh, there's a vaccine for smallpox. Right. And vaccines have uh, historically been great for humanity. Amen. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, and uh, we're not going to get into the discussion about the, the vaccine for COVID, but, you know, historically vaccines have been a, a great blessing to humanity, right? I mean, you think about when was the last time you heard of somebody getting polio, right, or smallpox or the measles or, 
any of those uh, terrible diseases and and now we have the ability to leave, live uh, many people their whole lives without getting any of those things amen uh, and so uh, but they're not our source and so this woman was struggling with smallpox uh, and, and the lord uh, showed her kind of in a vision you know the the weight of of her uh, sickness and said you know when when you're when the weight of your praise equals the weight of your sickness then you'll be well uh, and so and you know i don't have any doubt that the lord might have showed him that uh, because a lot of times when you get sick when you get sick your whole life revolves around that sickness right uh, and sometimes it's necessary you've got doctor's appointments you've got medicine to take you've got uh physical therapy to do you know th- there's just things that are necessary if you now, it, well, if you're intelligent, you will follow the doctor's instructions, right? Now, if, uh, well, you know, well, I did my research, you know, and Google says you don't have to do that nearly as much as the doctor says, right? Really, Google has a doctorate in, in medicine, right? I didn't know that. Uh, and, um, uh, I mean, do whatever research you want to, but I'm sure every time somebody does research, you know, the doctor rolls his eyes, you know, well, I did my research, you know, uh, now, I do ask doctors questions, you know, and I'm like, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think about that? Uh, but I don't go in to presume I know anything because, you know, I've not been to medical school. Uh, and so, uh, uh, but uh, just be careful about that, right? So, uh, but in the midst of sickness and disease, uh, oftentimes that consumes us, right? Uh, and so uh, we're supposed to be people of faith and our faith is in the healing power of God. But if all of our natural energy are focused upon this disease to care for it, you know, to take care of, you know, and, and that's not wrong necessarily, but uh, sometimes you have to do that, right? If you've got wound care, right, you've got things like that to take care of, and, and so there, there are natural things that we can do, uh, but what happens just not even by plan, but just by a practical means, we end up spending all of our time caring for that disease, uh, and we spend no time in worshiping the Lord. And again, worship is one of the highest forms of faith that you can have, right? Because in the midst of whatever's going on, you set that aside and you say, but you're God, but you're the Lord. Uh, and so for this particular woman, you know, the Lord said, when you're, when you're, uh, when you're praise, uh, the weight of your praise equals the weight of your sickness, then uh, you'll be healed. Uh, and so that's not a doctrine you can build upon because that's just what the Lord told this woman, right? Uh, and for her, whatever, for whatever reason, her uh, focusing her attention on the Lord had been diminished, right? Her time spending worshiping the Lord had diminished, and she spent only her time considering her sickness and disease. And so she did need a praise cure, right? She did need to, to have the Lord address her and to say, hey, uh, you're not spending any time in worshiping me. Amen? So, uh, because we should always praise, right? Uh, the, the New Testament says rejoice evermore. Uh, and so... Uh, a natural part of our life should always be thankful, you know, and, and I'm always telling the Lord, thank you, and I appreciate, you know, and sometimes I don't even tell him thank, thank, uh, thank you for anything in particular, just thank, thanking him that he's God, amen? Uh, and so, uh, so she did need that, and, and you know, uh, I think Miss Sue has got some, some testimonies of where the Lord had blessed her in her praise, right? Uh, but it's really, it, it's not the praise, you know, again, it's not the mechanics of you praising God, right? It's in the faith that causes you to be able to worship God in the midst of your situation, right? Because your faith is, doesn't matter what I'm going through, the Lord is still the Lord. Doesn't matter what the doctor said, the Lord is still the healer. Doesn't matter what, what my report says, 
the Lord is still my healer. So the faith of knowing that is what causes your desire to be able to worship God. And that's really, it always drives back to faith, right? So it's not that, well, because you, you praised God now, um, you know, now God's going to uh, uh, heal you because you've earned your healing because you've lifted up your voice. It's not really that at all. It's that her faith in the Lord had been diminished. And so one way to establish faith is to praise God, right? In the midst of your circumstances uh, with a sincere heart. It's, if it's just singing songs, then uh, just the mechanics of that, you know, there's no faith in that, is there? So, uh, but for her, the Lord knew that for her, uh, that, that her faith needed to be expressed in her singing and that would bring her relief, amen? And, and so, um, uh, and so uh, let's see, I wanted to read this one verse here in uh, 1 Peter 1, 8 says, whom having not seen, you love. So it's talking about the Lord, right? We have not seen him, but we love him. In whom now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So uh, I think this verse is a good verse because it's, it sets the correct order, right? It says that uh, though now you see him not, yet what? Yet believing, right? So yet believing. So the key is, uh, even though we don't see him, we believe that he is. And because we believe that he is, it then produces in us a desire to do what? Uh, to rejoice, right? So make sure we get the right order, right? That, the, that we believe him uh, and that because we believe him, then uh, uh, rejoicing rises up in our hearts and we're able to, to sing uh, uh, songs of praise and honor and glory to him. And then it says that yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So the foundation of the, joy, the rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory is always what? always you're believing right uh, so you know a lot of times the church likes to pick things like that right just like that fellow who who uh, victor and praise mountain i think was actually the name of the book um, it's not the praising right it's the believing that causes the joy to be to rise up right so because if it's all these other things then it gets to be complicated because well for that one they got to do this thing for that person over there they got to do that thing for that person over there they got to do something different that gets to be complicated. No, for everybody, what, what, is, do we, what is it that we need? Believing, right? Believing is always the common uh, thread in all expressions that we have with the Lord. Uh, faith is always the foundation, right? Faith is, is the substance of things hoped for, right? It's the foundation. So faith is always the first thing. And then how you express your faith may be unique for you, right? In, in, uh, in, in some cases, uh, rejoicing is that way. You know, I remember talking to a friend of mine um, years ago, they, they had a terminal sickness. And, uh, you know, as far as I knew, they, they believed in the healing power of God, right? They believed that God was a healer. But I never heard him say it. You know what I'm saying? I never heard him say, I'm the healed of God. You know, I could say that. It's, I mean, it's, it's so natural for me to say I'm the healed of God. You know, I'm just, I live in divine health. I live in divine healing. Uh, it's, just, it's just who I am. It's, 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 it's become such a part of me that it's just such a, you know, I could say that easily, right? Uh, I'm the healed of God. Uh, but this person, every time they'd see somebody, they'd say, hey, pray for me because I'm sick, right? Pray for me because I'm sick. Well, well that's fine, except that's not a statement of faith. That's just a simple request, right? Uh, and so uh, just in talk with them one, one day, I said, you know, it'd be good to hear your faith because I don't hear your faith, right? I don't hear you say, I'm the healed of God. I hear you request 
prayer, right? And, you know, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, the highest way, the best way to receive healing is always by your own faith. Amen. That's the best way. Now, it's fine if, if uh, you need help. You know, we're not going to diminish people or, or reject people or, or judge people because they desire or want help. But it should never be like, hey, you do this thing for me. It should always be, hey, will you help me do this thing uh, with me? Right. Uh, help me obtain my healing with me. Uh, uh, and so and maybe that's just because, you know, I would hate to think that somebody's doing all my work for me, right? I mean, it's, it's your body, right? Aren't you responsible for it? So, uh, and, and you know, it was the oddest thing because they kind of got offended at me for, for saying I'd like to hear your faith. They kind of got offended like, well, don't you tell me what to do. I'm not going to do what people tell me to do. And so it was almost like they intentionally never said anything about their own faith again until the day they died, right? And, of course, now they're not saying anything. But, uh, but it was just a really odd response right that i that i that I, you know i thought that they would have said you know you're right I'll, I'll 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 declare my faith more that's that would have been the correct response right you know you're right thank you for encouraging me to speak my faith right that that was a help because i was my desire was to help my desire was not to judge and to point fingers and say you know you're it was just you know i'd like to hear your faith um, and of course really in one way i did hear their faith when they never said anything else about it that was their faith they had no faith to obtain healing, right? Uh, they had faith in others, other people's ability to obtain healing, but they really had no faith in their own ability to obtain healing. Uh, and of course, that was the results they ended up with, you know, unfortunately. But uh, so what's the foundation of all of our pray, praising God? It's faith, right? That should be the foundation. So make sure we keep things in order because otherwise then it becomes superstition. If I sing song and it's specifically this song and it's specifically uh, you know, Amazing Grace, and even more than that, it's always second verse. If I praise the second verse of, you know, Amazing Grace, I'll always get healed. Well, that's superstition, right? That's, that's belief in a natural thing that will cause a supernatural result to occur in your life. So our faith is not in the natural things. It's not in the words or the songs, you know. Of course, they have to be good songs, I know, but uh, my faith is not in those things. My faith is in God, right? Believing because I believe, therefore I rejoice. So... Now, does that, does that make sense to you? In my mind, this is really simple. But, but sometimes you say these things, people look at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just open up my mind and see just, you know, just really, oh, wow, that's really, really simple, right? If you can see it like that, it'd be really simple, right? Uh, and so in my mind, it's really simple, right? Uh, and so uh, let's, let's uh, we're in Psalm. We'll just uh, wall around in the book of Psalms for a while over in chapter 34 there. Um, he says, just in verse 1, uh, I will bless the Lord how often? At all times. So, uh, so if you're blessing the Lord at all times, how often are you speaking about your sickness and disease? How much time is left to speak about your sickness and disease? There's just not any... Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I, I keep meaning to mention it, but I, I, I don't have time. I'm, I'm, I'm blessing the Lord at all times. And His praise shall how often be in my mouth? Continually, right? Uh, and so, so how often should the, should the praise of the Lord be in your mouth? Continually, right? Uh, and, you know, for, for me, uh, you know, I don't want to hide if I'm sick or something. I'm not trying to hide it from anybody. But to me, it's such a, such a minor thing. It deserves such little glory that, you know, I have no interest in telling anybody about it. You know, and like, hey, I heard you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah last week I did, you know. I'll be dealing with it. And on occasion, you know, if, it's, if it's something that's obvious, you know, well, my body and I are having a disagreement. 
Uh, but, uh, but beyond that, you know, the, uh, I want to worship the Lord. I want his praise, you know, because he's so big, he's so good. I want his praise to continually be in my mouth, not the worship of, of all the things that are going on. And, and uh, you know, that for some folks, that would be a major shift in their personality, right? Because they're so used to always talking about what's wrong with them, right? Always talking about what hurts or what aches or what medicine or what the doctors or what report or what, what uh, you know, this or that. And the whole life revolves around this thing. And, you know, for some folks, it would require, uh, uh, it will take some effort on their part to change that mentality because that's, that's the only thing they have to talk about. They have nothing else to talk about, you know. But, it, but if you get to learn how good God is, easy to talk about how, you know, oh, yeah, God's so good, you know, he healed me of this, he healed me of that, and he's just so good, you know, he just, his praise is continually in your mouth. Uh, and, and so... So really, and that's a, that's a good indication, a good measure, because G, remember what Jesus said, that out of the abundance of your what? Heart. Your heart, the mouth speaks, right? So if in your heart, you know, there's that fear, and that, that dread of the sickness and disease, and that's real, and it's a real thing, right? But if that's there in your heart, then what are you going to talk about the most? That sickness and disease, right? And the medicine and the doctors and the surgeries. And, you know, I, don't know, I know people say, well, that, you know, I, I'm going to go in for my 12th surgery, you know? remember 12 surgeries i mean you know i was thinking the other day you know i think i had tonsils my tonsils taken out when i was five years old and i gotta go look in the mirror it's like yeah they're gone i guess you know i guess i did have that you know uh when i was five years old I'll, all i remember is uh it seemed like i was in the hospital and i got to eat ice cream you know which makes a big impression on a five-year-old who doesn't have ice cream right uh very often and so but i mean i can remember every doctor where they were when the surgery was done you know and all this stuff and uh, and yet uh, but where's the lord Right. Where is the Lord's uh, continued praise uh, in your mouth? Amen. Uh, and so, uh, but, you know, you get out of the world and the world is either talking about drinking and smoking or they're talking about sickness and disease. Right. I mean, he's all the time about, you know, hey, what alcohol you've been drunk with lately? You know, hey, you know, uh, what uh, what sickness and disease are you dealing with right now? Oh, I got, you know, I got the botch, you know, and it's really itchy. And oh, yeah, you think it's bad. I got it twice as bad as you could. Oh, I know. It's, it's terrible. Right. And I mean, that's. Uh, you know, because you can't talk about politics, you can't talk about the vaccine, obviously, and uh, you get shot or tased about that. So you just talk about sickness and disease, right? Or you talk about some other uh, natural things. So, uh, but he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. See, a person of faith, does, that's what they do because he's so big, he can't be contained, right? He's so, if he's really that big, he, he can't, the praise has to come out. And that's the part of faith that you want faith to be so big that what comes out of you has to be, he's so good. He's such a healer. Uh, he will protect me and deliver me from this thing. This thing is a minor thing. He's so much bigger that, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, this thing happened, but, but he's so big. And, and, uh, and so that's why we have the capacity for, uh, to say that his praise shall continually be uh, in my mouth. Amen. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the, the great Psalm uh, 103 there. You know, it's really hard for... for uh, uh, the first church of doubt and unbelief to get around Psalm 103, but they try hard to do it, right? Uh, and so uh, it says here uh, in um, uh, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, we talked about another verse like this before. Uh, uh, why, why, are thou cast, why are you cast down, O my soul? Uh, and, and so David was talking to his soul, to his emotions, to his mind. Why are you, why are you bothered? 
Now he's commanding his soul, bless the Lord. You bless him. Don't be wallowing in your self-pity. Don't be wallowing in your, in your worry. Don't be wallowing in the, the, the words of the doctor or the, the, the uh, written words of the report. You bless him. So, that, so sometimes you have to command your soul. Shut up and bless the Lord, right? Uh, and, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Uh, and then, uh, then he says in verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Again, his soul, right? And forget not all his benefits. See, sometimes we forget him, right? Uh, you know, people, uh, uh, you'll hear him talk, and you think, but don't you remember the Lord would deliver you from those things? You know, they elevate something they're going through, whatever it is, you know, oh, it's so hard, and it's hard, and they're saying this, and this is going against me, and, I, and I'm thinking, you have forgotten all of his benefits. Because those things may be real, and they may be real, right? Uh, whatever, you know, somebody may be attacking you, or somebody may be against you. Uh, and that may be a real thing, right? So we're not diminishing the reality of the things that we go through, what we want to do is elevate that, yes, but I'm not going to forget all of his benefits. And he's got so many benefits. When I look at, okay, I've got this problem, and I look over my benefit column, you know, just like, you know, you need to go to the eye doctor, and you go to your insurance, you go, oh, yeah, right there, covers eye, eye exams. Oh, that's great, you know. And then you go, well, I need to go to the dentist. You go over and look at your benefits. Oh, yeah, I got dental, right? Isn't that great? I got dental, right? And sometimes you think, oh, I need to go, you know, do this, and you look at your oh, that They didn't give me that, right? They didn't give me coverage for dental and, and why didn't you give me coverage for dental well you know it's expensive and and so you know you go to some companies and they don't have all the benefits you know then that's sometimes it's a uh, uh that's a good thing to find out before you take the job now uh, i did interview one fellow one time and you know this is the very first interview and it was for an engineering job uh and, and i said you got any questions he said yeah what's your what's your uh benefit for uh, uh long-term illness benefit right and I'm thinking, that's a really odd question to ask. First question, right? What's your long-term illness benefit, right? So, like, are you like, like, you got a plan or something? I mean, you know, is this is this something that really you know you're concerned about? And because uh, he didn't say, well, I've got this you know hereditary disease or anything like that. He just you know it was just a really odd question, right? Uh, and so I told him I didn't know the answer to that question because it's never been asked before. But uh, for, don't forget all of his benefits. So when you when whatever you're dealing with. Right? If you're dealing with people, or dealing with sickness and disease, or dealing with oppression, then you go, hang on, before I dwell on it anymore, let me go over and check my benefits uh, record. You know, I'll call up HR. Hey, uh, Gabriel, you're head of HR. Uh, you know, can you tell me if, if, this, if this thing is covered in the list of benefits? Well, what did you got dealing with? Uh, somebody's attacking me. Well, the Lord's your deliverer. Okay, yeah. Well, I got sickness and disease. Well, the Lord's your healer. Oh, okay, yeah, that's great. Uh, well, well, you know, somebody's saying something, right, against me. Well, he said, every tongue that rises up against you, you know, uh, shall be judged. Uh, okay, that's great, you know. Well, they're casting a weapon at me. Well, nobody would form against you shall prosper. So no matter what, you, what you've got, you go to the list of benefits, and it's like, oh, covered, 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 you know. And it's not 80-20 covered, right? You know, get some benefits, so we'll, we'll, we'll cover 80%, but you've got to come up with 20%. And, you know, 20% on, on a dollar is not bad, but 20% on $100,000 is real money, right? Uh, and you go over there, it's like, so you got a benefit and you go over to the, the, the pay column. Well, what's the, what's the split, right? You know, in the world, it's 80-20. And the Lord's like, covered, 100%, covered, no copay, covered, you know, uh, uh, anytime you want to, right? Unlimited. Right? A lot of times it's like, well, you know, uh, we'll cover it up to this amount. And then, then that's it, right? You're cut off, right? Uh, unlimited. It's a pretty good deal, right? All of his benefits. Forget not, uh, don't forget soul, mind, don't forget all of his benefits. 
So he's commanding his soul and his mind to, to remember all of his benefits. Uh, and, you know, it would be good for us to, to tell our soul, hey, quit thinking about that for just a second and go look up his benefits. Uh, and, um, and it'll help us. Amen. And so then, of course, verse three is the great equalizer. He, he said, who forgiveth all thine iniquities uh, and every person in the church, right? The real church of Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah. All my iniquities are forgiven. Really? You believe that? Yeah. Is your healer? No. But it says in the same verse, who, who healeth how many? All your diseases, right? So uh, all means what? I know. I mean, we, you know, and look it up. I bet if we look it up, you know what I mean? just means all right it doesn't mean like well sometimes uh sometimes all sometimes less than all now all means all right so the word healeth there is the word rafa right so he's just sneaking in hey this is my my role as your physician i am rafa the one who heals all your diseases right so uh, benefits forgives all your iniquities a benefit all your diseases right so uh you know some people act like uh, if uh, if you commit a sin, he's not going to forgive that one. But it says he forgives how many of our iniquities? You know, if you're not doing anything wrong, there's no need to to draw upon the benefit of him forgiving all your iniquities, right? If you never do anything wrong, then then you're not you have that benefit, but you're not using it, which is fine, right? But if you have committed an iniquity of some kind of sin, can you not go to this benefit? It says, well, it says right there, you forgive all my benefits. Yeah, but uh, this person over there says you shouldn't get that benefit. Yeah, but it says right there when I got hired into the, the body of Christ, it says that he, all my iniquities are covered. But that preacher over there says there's only 80% coverage, you know. Uh, and so then well, can I get a second opinion? Because it says right here, you know, you ever, you ever try to get your benefits and, 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 and they don't want to give you your benefits, right? I think you've told me stories of that, Johnny, right? Where they want to give you your benefits. And it's like, but you said I've got this benefit, right? And it says right here. And, you know, of course, they, you know, some companies be like, yeah, sorry, we didn't really mean that, you know. And, uh, and so, uh, but, the, but all, your, all your iniquities are covered. All your diseases are covered. Uh, he says, who redeems your life from destruction? Anybody tried to destroy your life, right? Either by words or, you know, uh, gossip about you or whatever and, trying to destroy your life. I've had plenty of people try to destroy my character and, and say, you know, well, Chip Bolio does this and he does that, you know, and uh, he redeems my life from destruction. Crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, right? Those are all great benefits. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things uh, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, you know, getting older every day, right? Uh, I mean, it says right there, your youth is renewed like the eagles, you know? Unless you, unless you decide not to take advantage of that benefit, right? How many people in the church have not taken advantage of that benefit? Oh, you know, it's all falling off. I'm going to get, get another roll of duct tape here pretty soon. Uh, and um, no, my youth is renewed like the eagles, right? You know, the eagles, they get new feathers every now and then, get new beaks every now and then, right? And, and they look like a brand, new, uh, a brand new young eagle because um, uh, they have an automatic... Uh, process in their physical bodies to regenerate right uh, and and so can your youth be renewed like the eagles well that's what mine says right there uh, and so you know that's part of all the benefits right the full benefit package uh, soul don't forget all his benefits amen uh, and so it's good to just you know of course you can uh, pray this uh, song as a prayer, as a praise, Lord, I thank you, you know, that, uh, that I have all these benefits. And, you know, some benefits go completely unused, right? If he's the Lord, our healer, right? He, if he heals all our diseases, 
and then um, you know then you see a, a brother or sister in the Lord and, and they're sick and diseased and well you believe in God for healing well no why aren't you taking advantage of that benefit well I just I just feel bad taking advantage of that benefit but it was part of the contract when you signed on that was part of the contract that he would heal all your diseases well I just I just don't think that's that's necessary to do that that didn't make any sense the, the company gave you that benefit right well uh, you know uh, now I knew people it didn't never made any sense to me but I knew people that you know they get two weeks off right from the company and they never take vacation and and they lose it right I, you know, most companies if you don't take it by the end of the year you lose it unless you work for the government and you get to keep it forever but uh, a lot of companies, if you don't use it by the end of the year, you you lose it. And, and I'm thinking, that didn't make any sense. They gave you two weeks off. Well, I just don't have time to take off. You just, I just take it off, right? I'm not going to be here next week, boss. Sorry, you know. Uh, I know sometimes you can't take off from schedules and things, but um, but people who don't take advantage of, of their benefits, you know, just seems odd to me, right? even if something as simple as taking vacation, right? Uh, and they kind of feel, you know, they feel uh, like they would be letting the company down if they took all their vacation. I never saw it that way at all. I thought, well, this is a contract. You know, I, I do work for them. They do. They give me blessings. And uh, and so if they gave me a blessing of so many weeks off, you know, then I'm taking every day off. Right. Uh, and I wouldn't take any more than that, but uh, I would take every day off. So because uh, that's part of the part of the benefits. Amen. Uh, and so uh, so the, so those, those are just, uh, you know, praising these things. Uh, and, and then she uh, went and started having some discussions. Let's turn over to John chapter four. So, uh, do we praise him before, or during, or after we, we get our healing, right? So, what would be the right answer for that? The answer is all the above, right? Uh, and so, see, some people, they have a hard time of praising God in the midst of the storm, right? They, they only want to wait till the storm is over, and then they'll praise God. But that's not really any faith in that, is there, right? The faith should be to get you through the storm uh, by believing that God will get you through the storm. Uh, and so uh, let's read here in John chapter four uh, in verse uh, 49. Uh, well, let's start in verse uh, 46. It says, so Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into, Ga- into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. So now this man's faith was Jesus. You have to come down, Right. Now, other people, uh, you know, with Jairus, uh, he said, please come heal my daughter. What did Jesus say? I'll go. Right. And and said the centurion with his servant, uh, the, uh, he said, hey, uh, would you heal my servant? And Jesus said, I'll come. And the, and the centurion said, well, I would, didn't really mean you to come. I just want you to speak the word. That's sufficient. Right. Uh, and so in that case, Jesus was going to go without even being asked. Uh, and, and the man said, no, you don't even need to go. So in this case, the nobleman asked Jesus to come, uh, and uh, what did Jesus say in verse 48? Then Jesus said unto him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. So, um, you know, this tells us, of, you know, there's a lot of information just in those things there, in, in these verses, that Jesus didn't operate the same for everybody, right? Sometimes people asked him to come, and he came. Sometimes people didn't even ask him to come, and he offered to go. And then sometimes people ask him to come and he said, I'm not going. Uh, and, and so uh, this tells you that there's no law, right? Don't make a law that you have to go, right? I mean, if you, want, if you need to go, want to go, fine, no problem there. But, but see, uh, Jesus could see what was in this man's heart. And, and what was in this man's heart was 
his faith was in the coming of the Lord Jesus. Now, not in the power of the Jesus, but that Jesus had to go and be there, right? Uh, and so he said, except you see signs and wonders, you not believe. So really the man, the man's faith was, let's see what happens, right? And I'll believe it when I see it. So, uh, and, and of course, Jesus can see these things. You know, you and I can see those things sometimes, but uh, uh, we're not always like the Lord Jesus in those things. Uh, so, but you know, the Lord was still... Did he say that because he was mad at the fellow? Was he angry at the fellow? Um, no, he was trying to help the fellow, right? Uh, and so, because if Jesus had gone, see, there was no faith in the man at all, right? The, the man was waiting to see once the sign or wonder was done, then he was going to believe, right? Because then what Jesus said, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. So Jesus knew the man wasn't coming to him in faith. The man was coming to him really in superstition that I've got to see something and then I'll believe it. So, uh, but the Lord still cares about us, doesn't he? He cared about this fellow. And so the man, uh, the man said to him, uh, uh, that was very offensive. I'm never talking to you ever again. Uh, I'm leaving. Is that what the man said? No, the man, uh, but see, the, uh, I, I think uh, he said, sir, come down my ere my child die. And Jesus said, go thy way, thy son liveth. See, I think the Lord's words were a uh, wake-up call to the man that, you know, you have not applied any faith in me at all. And you're about to lose your one shot. And I think that woke the man up, right? That, that the man uh, had to move from just waiting and seeing what happens because this, this son uh, was at the point of death, right? So it wasn't just a, hey, he's got a sniffle, you know, hey, if you get time to pray for him, if you know, that's fine. No, the, the son was at the point of death. And so uh, Jesus was really trying to help him get over the line into faith. And, and, and really by saying that, you know, he's implying to fellow, you know, uh, be, be careful what you say next because this is your one shot. You could miss your shot, right? Because if you get offended and leave, now you've missed your shot, right? How many people have ever gotten offended when, when God says, hey, I need you to do this right here, right? Uh, and they, they get offended and they don't do it. And I've seen it many times when people get offended at what the Lord tells them to do, and they won't do it, and they miss their window, right? So now this man, uh, what did he do? He stuck with him. Sir, come down uh, ere my child die, right? Uh, and so uh, now that's what, he, uh, that's what he had asked him before in verse 47. But see, now, because Jesus had uh, basically called him on the carpet and said, you're not really in faith yet. And the, and the man got in faith really quick. Uh, and Jesus said, go thy way, thy son liveth. So uh, Jesus was really trying to help the fellow here get into faith. And he will do that sometimes. You know, it, it seems like, well, he's not wanting to come and help me, right? It seems like the, Jesus isn't wanting to help this fellow out. And the exact opposite was true. He was not only wanting to help this, this, uh, the son of this man, he was wanting to help this man as well. Get into faith and start believing. Because what, what did he say in verse 50? Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man did what? Believe the word that Jesus had spoken to him, and he went his way. Uh, and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the man knew that it was at that same hour at which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth. And the man believed in his whole house. Uh, and so uh, the point of this, it says that uh, uh, he inquired of the hour in verse 52 
uh, of when he what began to amend right it began to amend so uh, it says that he began to amend the very hour that jesus prayed for him right uh, that doesn't mean that he was healed immediately but he began to amend it we don't know fully how long his fever left immediately but then you know they fully recover get his strength back and so it might have been some amount of time before the boy was fully recovered. So the, the point of that is uh, that during those times, from the time that you believe and the time that you receive is really the best time to rejoice. Because you've done your work of, of believing, you've done your work of confessing, and now you can just rejoice, Lord, I thank you that I'm healed. Uh, and you really should allow your praise to carry you from the time of believing until the time of receiving. Because every, every healing is not always instantaneous. Amen. Uh, and, uh, you know, I believe that the time can shorten as we grow in faith. Uh, but uh, it's not always. There, there's plenty of times when, when I believe God for healing and it happened immediately. But there's also plenty of times when I believe God for healing and it happened progressively, sometimes over months. Right. Uh, and um, uh, and so uh, so being able to be in praise during that time is really good, right? So, so that was in uh, John chapter 4. Let's turn to uh, Mark chapter 8. Over in, in Mark chapter 8. Uh, let's see. Let's start in um, verse 22. And it says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, uh, and they bring him a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And this is not an uncommon situation, right, where, where there were people around the circumstance that Jesus had to remove himself from those people, either get those people away from them or, or get away from those people, right? And in this case, Jesus uh, led him out of the town. Uh, and so well, why did he do that? Because it's really difficult to, uh, to exercise faith when there's doubt and unbelief around you. Or in this case, it seems like it was is more about them wanting to have a show, right? I want to, we want to see something cool, right? Do something cool, Jesus. Uh, and, you know, that, that's, that's, that's misplaced glory, right? That's misplaced attention. Uh, and it's not in, in the thankfulness of the Lord. It's they're just wanting to have itching ears, right? And, and to be satisfied by some type of entertainment. And, you know, uh, the Lord is not a trained monkey, right? He's not there for entertainment. Uh, nothing wrong with, with watching, right? He said to watch and pray. But if you're watching to have your flesh appealed, that you want to be pro- prove something uh, that happened. Uh, you know, I, I tried to help a fellow years ago. We used to have this Bible study at, for a season. And, um, uh, you know, he said, he said, you know, with, you think with all the videos that are on YouTube that, you know, there's probably a billion videos and I don't have, you know, lots of them, right? Uh, that there'd be one that videotaped a sure enough miracle, right? And, and I want to see that. And so, you know, I was trying to encourage him to say, well, you know, I mean, I've been healed many times, you know, and the Lord's healed me uh, supernaturally. And, um, uh, well, yeah, but I want to see something, right? But I just told you my testimony, right? Yeah, but I want to see something for myself, right? And, and I said, well, you know, Jesus said that it's a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, right? Yeah, but I still want to see something. So you're okay with being lumped in with a wicked and adulterous generation? You're okay with that? I mean, I wouldn't want, do you want to be associated with a wicked, wicked and adulterous generation? No, I don't want to be associated with them. But, you know, he never could get, it, he never could get, uh, uh, get the understanding that your desire to see something 
is what these people were right here. And Jesus had to leave these people, go do something else, because they wanted to see something. They wanted to, to they were waiting to believe until they saw something. Uh, and, and you cannot, remember there in, in uh, Mark chapter 5, where Jesus, he said, he could there do my, no mighty works. Why? Because he marveled at their what? So the unbelief around you can short-circuit the power of God. Now, did Jesus have the power of God? He did, right? I mean, did he ever have less of the power of God? No, he was always, Jesus always operated 100%, right? He didn't have good days and bad, well, some days you got good days, some days you got bad days. Jesus never had bad days, right? He didn't have, well, he just doesn't have it today. He always had it, right? He never not had it. He always had it. So uh, when Jesus was, was in Nazareth, uh, there he still had the power of God, yet their unbelief limited his ability to, to, to express that power. And so sometimes you've got to get away from certain people, right? I know there's been times when I've gone to the hospital to pray for people. And there might be, you know, of course, this is back before COVID. Now, now you've got to have, you know, hazmat suit on to even go to the hospital anymore. Uh, if they even let you do that, right? I mean, you're minister of the gospel. No, you can't go in. Well, if they're dying. What's the matter, right? I mean, if they're, you know, let somebody go in and see them. And uh, I never have understood uh, why they limit. Because at your worst time, you want to see people that you love, right? Uh, you don't want to be uh, uh, in, a, in a cold hospital all by yourself. Uh, and I never have understood, you know, why the hospital is limiting all those things. None of my business, but um, still, you know, that if they ask my opinion, I tell them, I think you all are crazy, but let the ministers go in and pray for people. Amen. Uh, and so, but there's been times when I've gone to the hospital and there'll be other people there. And I just knew I can't pray for this person if that person leaves, right? Because they're not going to be any help. In fact, they're going to be a hindrance to my ability to pray in faith. And so there's times when you just got to wait it out. You know, now, you know, uh, you can't just, well, I got to go take this person down the hall. You can't get them out of the hospital room, you know. And you can't ask them to leave. That'd be rude. Or, hey, uh, uh, don't you all have to leave right now? You know, don't you need to be somewhere? Uh, you know, I guess you could. But um, I, I think if you're a lesser summer, you'd say, get out, you know. Uh, but, um, you know, <laughs> that's not really my personality. So I'll just wait them out, right? I can wait, wait them all out. Uh, and so... But sometimes you have to do that, right? Sometimes you have to remove certain people from the environment before you are able to get into faith. Now, this was the Lord Jesus. If he had to do it, do you think we would have to do it? Sure we would, right? And so, so he took the blind man by the hand and let him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes, I mean, just think about that right there. Uh, you know, spitting on someone today, right? I mean, you sneeze nowadays and everybody sprays you with Lysol, right? I mean, it's like, I just sneeze, right? And then they... <laughs> And they pour, pour a bucket of bleach on you. You know, oh, you might have a germ, right? Uh, well, we've all got germs. Always had them. Uh, and so, uh, but he spit on his eyes and put his hands on them, asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. Uh, so, uh, and then he put his hands on him uh, upon his eyes a second time, right? And made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he went away to his house. And Jesus said, neither go into town nor tell, any, nor tell it to any in the town uh, and so this is an unusual circumstance right uh, how many times did it take jesus to get this man fully healed took him twice right had to lay hands on him twice right uh, i mean if you think if anybody had sanctified spit it had be jesus right uh, and so he spit on him and, and but but it wasn't sufficient well why not well we don't know why it might have been the man's faith was kind of low you know, it could have been a lot of things. We know it wasn't anything on Jesus' part, right? I mean, surely his spit was just as known as it was, before, you know, before, during, and after. Uh, but for whatever the reason was, there was a time period from the time that he first met Jesus until the time he fully received his sight.
so in that time is a good time to praise God, right? In that time is a good time to worship the Lord uh, if it's going to be an extended time, right? If it's going to be something that, uh, uh, that was going to take uh, more time than, than, uh, than immediately, right? And then let's look at uh, one more example here, and then we'll go. Uh, we're in, in Mark. Turn over to Luke uh, chapter 17 there. So in Luke chapter 17, it says in verse 11, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Now that was the law, right? They were supposed to stand afar off. They were not allowed to get close to you physically because leprosy was contagious uh, by physical touch. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. Now, in this case, other lepers, Jesus touched them, right? And these, Jesus spoke to them, said, here's what you need to go do. And, and as they were obedient to do that, right? Now, if someone said, I ain't going to go show myself to the priest because it says show yourself to the priest after you're cleansed. So if I go there, I'm not cleansed. I'm going to look dumb. I ain't going to go see no priest. Uh, now, if they had done that, would they have got healed? I know because they were not obedient. Jesus said, go and do this thing. And as as they went in obedience, they were cleansed. And one of them, uh, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. So, uh, again, were they healed immediately? No, they were healed as they went. Right. So so there was a period of time that transpired from the time that the word was spoken until the time they received their healing. And then one of them even went above and beyond and came back and did what? Worshipped God, right? Uh, and by worshipping God, uh, then what was the result of his life? Uh, Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Uh, there are not found that return to give glory to God, say this stranger. And he said unto him in verse 19, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. So we know with leprosy that leprosy is, is a debilitating disease that will destroy fingers and you know appendages and nose and ears and things they'll, they'll just uh, dissolve off of your body uh, and so the other nine received healing which is the removal of the of the uh, uh the leprosy and i think if i'm not mistaken leprosy is a viral infection um and uh so they removed that leprosy from their bodies but if they were missing any toes or fingers they were still missing but the one came and worshiped god and got a, an extra benefit, right? And the extra benefit was not only did he have the leprosy removed, but he also was fully restored uh, all of his fingers and toes or whatever, right? Uh, faith has made thee whole, right? Uh, and so his faith is what compelled him to come and worship God. I've got to worship God. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of times people have a hard time being, being thankful. Well, yeah, I'm healed. Well, you don't seem very excited about it. Well, you know, it, it was necessary, right? I mean... It's like, really? I mean, you know, he just healed you from being dead. Yeah, I know, but, you know, I'm, I'm busy right now. No, worship God, right? And, and uh, now he didn't come and even ask for anything. He just, I have to worship God, right? I have to bless and glorify God. Didn't ask for anything. And so sometimes there are blessings that are unasked for that, are, that come as a result of your faith and being able to worship God in the midst of your situation, amen? Uh, and so it always pays to worship God. It always pays to be in faith amen because there are blessings that come about sometimes for free right uh you do nothing what do i have to do to get that benefit you don't have to do anything 
You don't even ask for it. Did, he, did the man ask for it? No, didn't even ask for it. Uh, and so, so it's, it's a good practice and a good uh, exercise for us to train ourselves to always be able to worship God in every situation because that will allow our faith to stay fully at where it needs to be. Amen? Uh, and so, so is it this, in the singing that gets the job done? No, it's in the faith that compels us to sing that gets the job done, right? So always keep things in the right order there, and we'll be okay. Amen? So let's pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. And, Father, we thank you for your blessings and increase. And, Father, we thank you that you are our healer. You are the one who heals and provides and, and removes sickness and disease. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. And we give you the praise and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Well, let's get ready to receive this afternoon's offering. And um, we got through a whole chapter in one, in one service. What do you think about that, right? I mean, the Lord's coming back tomorrow, right? Uh, and so, what's that? Yeah, it's amazing, right? Uh, and so, but these chapters are pretty short. You know, a lot of our chapters are budget, just really short there. So, uh, so come ahead, Mr. Jared, and um, we'll receive the offering this afternoon. Appreciate everybody's uh, faithful, faithless in giving. Amen. Uh, and um, we're still working on, on what we want to do in the sanctuary. We've got some ideas, and some are just wild ideas, right? Stick a dynamite and start all over. But, um, you know, I, I haven't decided if I've got that much faith yet or not, you know. So I was thinking, you know, coat of paint or something, but... Um, um, you know, coat of paint with a, with a couple of sticks of dynamite is what I've been hearing. So uh, we'll find out. We'll see what we're going to do. And then we'll let you guys know and we'll see uh, what you all think about that. Amen. Uh, and so I think it's time to do some upgrades in the sanctuary. It'd be fine there. So, all right, we'll be blessed. Uh, be healed. Amen. Uh, and have a wonderful week in the Lord. And we'll see you next Sunday.